He did a good job with the song selection. All of those songs have something to do with our lesson tonight. Uh, we're talking about life without God. Is there life without God? And all of those songs talk about the blessings that we have in life with God. And we see the blessings of the creation around us. And, and certainly we can see His power, His might. We understand that we need to hold to God's unchanging hand. And the love of God is an, definitely an aspect of life with God. We see His love in living in His presence. So all of those songs did a, a very good job of, of rendering something good toward this lesson. Is there life without God? Is it even possible to have life without God? There are different ways that people live in reference to God. Some do their very best to please and honor His name. Those are the people that, that are called God's people, Christians. We do our very best to try to do those things that He wants us to do, those things that He has said in His Word that He wants us to be involved in. Those are the things that we involve ourselves in. The less dedicated attend services, but otherwise act like the rest of the world, thinking that they will be saved. And certainly we understand from what God has told us in His Word. He wants the very best that we have to give. But certainly there are some people who give as little as they can. There are some who do not believe in God at all. And there are some who believe that there is a God, but live as if He does not exist. They choose not to serve Him, don't really want to have anything to do with Him, whether they believe in Him or not. And so we certainly have those people in the world. Can one truly live without God? While life may be possible, abundant life is much more difficult. Living with and for God requires dedication to His will and to His Word. And certainly we understand that living as if He does not exist doesn't change the fact that He does exist, that He is real, that He is present. So we may try to ignore Him, but that doesn't solve the problem, does it? Our lesson objective for tonight is to learn more about God's presence and care in the lives of His children. Live, learn how to live with God in our lives. Let's begin with new life. A new life as a Christian comes through a new birth. New birth equals new life. We must realize that life without God is basically meaningless. It is hopeless. Even the best life without God is without purpose. What's the point of even really living on this earth if we don't have anything to live for in the end? There's no hope of anything better that awaits us at the end of this life. Life without God is lived alone. Even with family and friends, there's no one who can comfort you through the worst time. 
One of the greatest comforts of a Christian is to know that we can turn to God. To know that His Son lived on this earth just like we do. Faced the same temptations, the same struggles, the same sufferings. And we can take comfort in knowing that He knows what we're going through. There are some who may say, well, you know, yeah, I know what you're going through, but do they really? Do you ever wonder if they actually know what you're going through? Oftentimes they do not. But we know that with God, He knows. He knows. On the other hand, life with God is full of purpose, hope, and comfort from the Almighty. That wasn't Marissa either. <laughs> Life with God is full of purpose, hope, and comfort from the Almighty. God sent Jesus so that we might live an abundant life. Notice what is said in John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. John 10, beginning with verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have a lot and that they may have it more abundantly. Abundant life comes through Christ and only through Christ. Life without God, on the other hand, leads to ultimate destruction, though this is not God's will for us. Remember what is said in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God sent His Son to take our punishment, to offer us salvation and eternal life. John 3, verses 14 through 17. John 3, 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved. Salvation comes through Christ and He is the door for the sheep. The only way that they can have abundant life is through Christ. <coughs> new life, we understand, begins with a new birth. In the same chapter that we just read from, Jesus then also teaching Nicodemus, John 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The new birth comes through obedience to the gospel, faith, or belief in God, and His Word and confession of this faith before others, through repentance for past sins and baptism for forgiveness of them. Remember the command that is given in Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 39 in Peter's sermon. Now when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Though we are only baptized once for the remission of sins, faith and repentance become a part of our daily lives. Faith continues. It allows us to continue in obedience. That belief propels us to do God's will. Repentance. We need to constantly be in a state of change in our lives. Always trying to better ourselves. So faith and repentance continue on even after we've obeyed the gospel. Obedience adds us to the church and allows us to receive spiritual blessings according to Ephesians 1 and verse 3. We are added to the church by God Himself. Acts 2 verses 46 through 47. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Life with God begins with a new life, something different than what we have experienced before. And we should notice a change within our lives. If, if we're not changing, if we're not becoming better than what we have been, then there needs to be change within us. The blessings that we gain in living with God begin with new life. Let's look at our blessings. The blessings of new life in Christ. Being added to the church means we have been accepted by God and now belong to Him. One of the things that is constant within a human's life, we constantly seek acceptance. I know that's something that I have struggled with because whenever someone hasn't accepted me, uh, maybe I take it a little harder than others, but that's a difficult thing for me to understand. But we want to feel accepted. We want to be accepted by those around us. And one of the things that we find in Christianity is once we have obeyed the gospel, we are accepted by God. 
We are accepted regardless of our past or how bad we may have been. Even the worst criminal can know salvation and be accepted by God if they are willing to repent and obey. Luke 15, verses 1 through 3. Something that I hadn't noticed in this passage until a couple of weeks ago. And I heard a preacher preaching on this. But in Luke 15, verses 1 through 3. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. Now notice this about these few verses. Jesus, in speaking the parables that follow, the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the prodigal son, in speaking those parables, he was speaking to all of those who were present. Tax collectors and sinners, scribes and Pharisees, those who would be considered the worst of the worst, those who would be considered the best of the best. Jesus was speaking to all of them. His message was to all of them. Jesus received those who were lowly just as well as He received those who were high esteem in regard to uh, the religious lives and, and the way that they lived, the way that they taught. He received them all. They were all accepted in His sight if they were willing to repent. In speaking to all of those present, we understand that some were the lost sheep. And some of those present were the 99 who had never wondered. Some were the lost coin and some were the nine that never had been lost. Some were the prodigal son. And some, on the other hand, were the eldest son who resented his brother's return. Luke 15 is an excellent chapter, but I find it interesting that Jesus was speaking to all of them. All of them were represented in some way in each of these parables. He spoke these messages to all equally that they all might be reconciled to God regardless of their status in society. You know, sometimes we think that we have to reach a certain status in order to be accepted by others. Jesus accepted all those who were willing to repent. He spoke to all of them in order that they might be reconciled to God, regardless of where they might fit in in the world around them. You see, in God's kingdom, we are all the same. Galatians 3, verses 26 through 29 for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. 
There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In God's kingdom, we are all the same. No one person is of any more importance than another. We should all be humbled in the presence of God. Another one of the blessings that we find in Christianity is that God provides us with not only acceptance, but He provides us with security. And we all want to be secure. And salvation-wise, we are secure in Christ. We are secure in knowing that our reward can never be taken from us or destroyed. Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys. And where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. John 14 verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. We can find security in Christ. We can be secure in knowing that Jesus is the way to salvation. John 14 and verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We can be secure in knowing our lives will forever be with our God and our Savior. We know that God is faithful to His promises. And He will be faithful to this promise as well. But if we live a faithful life on this earth, and we do have a reward that awaits us, it cannot be taken away or destroyed. And we know that our presence will be with God for eternity. We can know that God loves us, even when others don't. Something that was hard for me to learn was that not everybody's going to like you. One reason or another, not everyone's going to like you. But God loves us all. He loved us so much that He sent Jesus to die for us. Jesus offered the ultimate sacrifice in giving Himself on our behalf. John 15 and verse 13. Other blessings that are found in Christ include the gift of eternal life. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
We have freedom from condemnation. Romans 8 and verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We have the gift of grace. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Does that mean that there aren't any works that have any kind of a role in whether we are saved or not? No. But in reference to works of merit, there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. And so it is a gift from God. Now He does ask us to do works of obedience. Let's not get the two mixed up. But there is nothing that we could do to earn salvation. It is a gift to us. We have no reason to boast. We have forgiveness of our sins. We are to be forgiving even as God in Christ forgave you. Ephesians 4 verse 32. Those are some wonderful blessings that we have but only in Christ. Only by living faithfully in God's service. Is there life without God? Let me suggest to you that God is the only one that can make life worth living. Life without God at its best is difficult. There are different trials that we're going to face regardless of whether we serve God or not. And facing them without God, it's difficult. Life without God at its worst is nearly unbearable. But heaven gives us something to look forward to. Knowing that Jesus lived on earth and suffered everything that we suffer and survive up until the point of His crucifixion gives us comfort and an example to follow knowing that He died on our behalf so that our sins might be taken away gives us comfort. It's a comfort that nobody else can give you. No matter how much they have been through, have they been through the exact same thing that you have? Maybe not. But Jesus has. And He can provide us that comfort. Faith leads us to a special relationship with God as we are reconciled to Him. Colossians 1, 21-23 We can turn to Him whenever we are in need and know that He is always listening. Have you ever tried to call somebody and they don't answer the phone? Like, Where could they be? I need them now. And it's usually when you need them the most that 
they're doing something where they can't get to the phone? Well, we don't have to worry about that with God. He's always there. His line is never busy. He's always listening whenever we are in need of Him. We can see all the blessings that we are given and know that they come from God. Faith in God and His promises leads us to live the best life imaginable. I remember in one of my teen classes growing up, we had a teacher that, that, that talked about, well, you know, even if there was no God, even if He doesn't exist, you know, we have some people that, that try to ignore His presence and not believe that He's there. They try to live life the way that they want to. And then we have others that, that try to do their best to do God's will. And even if God doesn't exist, wouldn't you say that life as a Christian is still the best life to be lived? What do we have to lose? On the other hand, if, if you try to ignore God's presence and you try to ignore that He's there, you, you refuse to live a life in accordance with His will. You've lost everything if God really exists. But let me tell you, I, I couldn't imagine living any other life than the life that I live today as a Christian. I, I think real life, I believe that real life is found by serving God. In knowing that He is there. In knowing that there's reward. Something better that awaits me at the end of this life. I would much rather live with that hope. Than to live without it. Best life to be lived. Is the life of a Christian. Being secure in Christ. Knowing that we are His children. Knowing that we are saved. Are you living that life? Are you living life with God? Have you become a Christian? Have you obeyed the plan of salvation? Have you been baptized for the remission of your sins if you've not done that? Then we give you the opportunity to change that in your life. Maybe you've not lived a faithful life. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to Him. Ask for prayer on your behalf or ask for forgiveness. Is there life without God? It's not the life that it could be. If you're not living for God, we ask you to come as together we stand and as we sing.